Like I, I'm only using a twenty dollar ca- uh, microphone, so that's I'll, I'll take that compliment. <laughs> I'm serious. Like this microphone is is super weird looking. It's it's really big, but it was only twenty bucks. What so. the hell is that? That looks like the Pixar. <laughs> I I bullshit. Yeah. Um. Well, that's my that's my uh twenty dollar camera I got from Guitar Center in Northridge, California. <laughs> <laughs> well, very I- random. I know, but that's yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, for for a twenty dollar mic, it actually sounds pretty good, man. At least, Hell yeah, man. <laughs> at least for what I'm hearing in my headphones. Yeah. All right. Yeah. At least. Sure. At least. At you least. You got for, the HyperX. Yeah. At least. Sorry. For, no. Those are um. Those are Razer headphones. My bad. Boom. Good eye. Good eye. It's the green. <laughs> oh, that's what gave it away. Damn. What? Well, yeah. no, well, no other. Gaming tech has a green color other than Razer. Come on, man! I have a I have a Razer mouse. I know. Oh, hey, 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 hey! There we go. Fun, fun fact: My laptop is also a Razer. Really? Do you have like the? It's a Blade Fifteen. Yeah, the Blade Stealth Fifteen. That's a great laptop for Windows. Yes, it is. I can I can concur for that, man, and. I basically use this for everything, like for recording, Premiere, Ableton, you name it, man. And this shit runs smoothly, you know? I wish it could be a little much more um, smoother if I run uh, higher RAMs because it's running at mm-hmm. 16 and I can upgrade it to 32. But I'm very satisfied Ooh. with it. I mean, okay. I feel like most people would benefit from the faster RAM on a 16 than like mid RAM on a 32. So that makes it like most people don't need 32 gigs of RAM because most people like, you know, they don't, they don't need 32 gigs. (laughs) 16 is fine for like most people. Right. But there's definitely people who need 32 and 64. So, well, yeah, I'm definitely one of those people that I need a 32. Uh, 64 may be an overkill. Maybe it's like if I want my shit to run fast. Wait, I think I switch. I think I switch the numbers up. Okay, so you can upgrade to 64. Is that what you're saying? I can upgrade myself up to 32 on this laptop. Okay, I would do it then if you if you want it, do it. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna do it. I just need to get the, I just need to get the money and the time for me to actually replace it. Other than that, hell yeah, it's part of my bucket list. But I'm actually holding that off for the fact reason that you know, sometime in the future, I'm saving money. I'm moving in with my fiance. We're getting ourselves a place of our own, and once we nice. get get a place of our own. Uh, it's gotta be a two bedroom place. Yeah, and the second I, bedroom, I, yeah, has to <laughs> yeah. be the studio room slash gaming room slash man cave room slash um exactly. interviewing room slash whatever whatever you can think of. I told her it's like I need to have that room because where the hell am I gonna put all my shit? It's yeah, gonna you f- you're gonna need. I mean, unless you have a den. 
you're going to need a second room. Yeah, exactly. And 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 we actually have found places that, that it's a one bedroom, but it has like a small little den. It's like, shit, I can I can work that out. I can soundproof the shit out of it and make, make it myself my own thing. But, exactly. but I told her, it's like, that's the compromise. It's like, I need to have my room. Everything else is like, do whatever the fuck you want. You want new cabinets? You want to renovate the whole apartment? <laughs> you want to paint it pink? Do it. Do it. Oh, you like that sofa? All right, do it. You like that bed? All right, go ahead. You like do it? Yeah, no, no. Leave the that's second awesome. room. Leave the second room to me. Exactly. Let, that's, let me, that's yours. Yeah. Even, even though, yeah. even though I will have a desk for her, so she can mm-hmm. feel welcome, you know, and she can actually do her shit in there, or do her studies, or paperwork, or what and whatnot. But let me have this place, you know, let me have my own spot. Exactly. You know? I totally feel you on that, man. Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm going to put a lot of money into it. And that's where I'm going to get myself a, an actual PC and I have to build it my nice. own with everything yeah. that I wanted. Something that I know that if like, all right, if I'm going to drop money, at least it's going to be a PC that, it's gonna last for for years and years. Yeah, and years I mean, years. I've uh, I've been building PCs since I was shit. My first PC I got when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. I saved up money working that summer, and I spent like eight or nine hundred bucks. Um, and like I built a computer. It was like a Core Two Quad. It was the Cooler Master Nvidia case. Like that computer lasted for years. And then my second build, I, that one lasted me for almost nine years. It was like a, it was my first ever i7 build, 16 gigs of RAM. Like right. it was it was built up. Um, and that one almost, I think it was nine or 10 years it lasted me. I finally got a new PC summer. Like I literally got it 4th of July weekend, uh, 2020. My friends were like, yo, hurry up and come. We were, we were staying at our friends, family's like uh, vacation house. We're like, hurry up and come. I'm like, dude, I got to build this computer first. <laughs> <laughs> like priorities, bro. Come on, yeah, man. Luckily. All right. Um, so when do we start? I mean, we've been starting right now, man. Uh, oh, you're already recording? Hell yeah, man. Our little conversation is always going to get recorded. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Yeah. This is how it um, goes, man. You just let it, <laughs> let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. Okay, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So um that compute the computer I have right now, it is an i7 10700K. Um should actually pull up the specs right here. I have this random computer case that I got from the Burbank um God, what's the name? Fries, like okay. before it shut down. And then let me see what else. Right, I'm pulling up the order. So yeah, i7, 10700K. Um, I got a Cooler Master 240 like CPU. Um, on this, I actually only have 16 gigabytes of RAM. And it's Corsair Vengeance DDR4-3200. Um, my graphics card I got was the MSI uh, RTX 2070. Mm. The funniest thing, though, I will say was... Most of my friends, like I, I like posted a, um, I posted a screenshot of my order on Instagram, and my friends replied and like, dude, why would you get a graphics card now? Um, 
<laughs> the new series is coming out. And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't want to wait. But like the 30 series, if I waited, I would have never. You would never get it. <laughs> I would have never had the computer. Um, funniest thing was I found like this link on Twitter that was kind of like an exploit. Like we weren't supposed to have the link, but it was for Dell. And I bought, um, I think it was 12 3080s. And <laughs> they canceled my order on me, unfortunately. Fuck! Yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't, we weren't supposed to have the link, but we found the link. And I think it was eight or 12 that I ordered. And I was going to resell them to the homies at a very fair market price. Um, yeah. I wasn't going to like, how can I put this? like price gouge. I was going to sell it to the homies who needed them and then put one in my computer and then sell my 2070. But yeah, I mean, as far as I know, I, I think I could literally sell my 2070 for more than I paid for it, but I'm not going to get rid of my graphics card. So no, nah, yeah. of course <laughs> that that's the baby right there. Mm -hmm. I just, I just recently got into building PCs like I'm still brand new with the whole shit. It's like I still don't even know. I Razer is probably the only one that that I've been using up till now because like dude, like I have this laptop for five years and it still works like if I, as if I bought it yesterday, you know? Yeah. So with the Razer computer? Yeah. So five years. Well, I mean, yeah, they're great laptops. Yeah. The only the only uh. issue that will give out, like if there's if there's a con to this laptop. It's in, in which is like it's I've been hearing this from forums and other people in communities is that the laptop, when it does overheat, you feel the heat. Mm -hmm. like, I know what you mean by that, because it's, it's a high powered computer. Yeah, um, I have been pretty anti Mac pretty much my whole life. Mm. Um, like in college, for example, All right. we had like two separate sides of the library and I would go to the <laughs> second room that had PCs because I hated Macs. Um, <laughs> I just didn't, I just don't find them as user-friendly, but, really? um, but I actually bought my first ever Mac a few, I think it was like in October or so. Mm. Um, Costco had this deal and I researched the M1 MacBook Air and for what I wanted the laptop for, it's perfect. And my, one of my favorite things about it is that this thing does not overheat at all. Like it is, it's insane. The, the M1 MacBook air doesn't have any fans and it doesn't overheat. It's, it's literally nuts. Like for the very basic stuff that I use this laptop for, right. it is amazing. I mean, obviously it was 850 bucks, which is a good deal for a Mac. Yeah. Technically, but gotta love Costco. I mean, you know, and this one only has eight gigs of RAM and it still never still runs like low on me. Like it, it runs like a rocket. Like my desktop obviously is a lot faster, but right. You know, <laughs> this, this laptop is really good for what it is. So, I mean, I, I, I now currently have best of both worlds. Like I, I like, I like more PCs than Macs, but me I mean, too. I've been Mac since high school, you know. I had the iMac, had the MacBook Pros, you know. Yeah. Um, call it call it what you guys want to call it, but the MacBook Pros like has saved me for many many incidents, and thank God, like any issues that it w 
that that I've ever dealt with, it's manageable. <laughs> it's easy to fix. I mean, I don't think one is better than the other per se. Right. It's just, you know, with Mac, you do pay more. Now, whether or not it's worth more, to, like it's worth to pay more. Yeah. That is an argument we will not have today. But uh, I would like, to, I, ideally, I, I would like to have both. Like, I, I probably wouldn't get a Mac desktop, but a Mac mm -hmm. laptop, like I, 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 yeah, I have one. So I will say like uh, a desktop d definitely does run a lot smoother than you think, but it has its limitations. I mean, and it's super expensive. <laughs> yeah, that that's one of them. The other thing is like you can't take it anywhere else. It's just right there. You, you need to use it for home base, whatever it yeah. is that you're going to be doing, you know? That's why I always I always run everywhere that I go. I always gonna have a, a laptop no matter what because I I feel like PCs. I need to have my own studio for that. You know, for what we talked earlier. You know, but if I but because I don't have a stable place in which I'm gonna stay there for a while, like mm -hmm. I'm bouncing. You know, every year I'm bouncing to places. You know, who knows? Yeah, where I, I'm I gonna pretty be. much every year. Yeah, so, so. I don't know if I'm still I'm gonna be still here. In this apartment or or next year, like who knows? Like I need to have something that I can just exactly move very easily instead of having a fucking PC in which like ah oh, shit, like like I gotta detach everything, like I gotta take these sound plates out of there. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's basically basically how it is. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. but I will say I will say again, like Mac, I've been using Mac my whole world, my whole life. Uh it's just recently when I started my new job, I you know, I'll bleak this out. Um, I work at here in South Florida. Nice. And so I that's not a Monsters U hat. It's a Miami U hat. No, no, it's <laughs> definitely a Monster U hat. It, no, it, <laughs> it's joking. It's Monsters. No, no, no. It, um, I, I, I just, I need to stop promoting the school in my podcast. You know, who God knows every time <laughs> if I promote it, it's like, hey, don't you work with us? It's like, gosh. Yeah, I feel you. Um, But to that, um, to the point, like I work in the IT department. Awesome. So obviously I had to, you know, endure and learn more about Windows a lot more than what I normally would know. But the cool thing is that we both use, you know, Macs and PC. And the longer Sorry. I started working with them, um, the more I started to fall in love with PC. And that's why it, it was very easy for me to do the switch to do to go from Mac to PC. I still have my work Mac, you know, like I have my yeah, like you know, my laptop right here to for work purposes. And I also this is I this is where I also do all my edits in Ableton. For some reason, my MacBook here it's it's a it's a Pro 14, but it's probably the most basic Pro 14, and somehow yeah. it runs so smooth on Ableton. Is that with the M1? Let me check. Hold on, I got it right here. This is the one is that it? this is the ones that. They sold the motherfucking chips, you know, it's the slim ones, you know, it's yeah, uh, 13, two Thunderbolts, a processor, 1.4 quad core, i5, memory, oh, eight gigabytes. I5. Yeah. Eight gigabyte ring. I think one, one of the biggest things about this MacBook Air is I've never had a laptop in my life with this long battery life. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't know why on my razor it's just like the battery it still drains like a motherfucker. It's you know? super high performance. 
And I try to balance it as much as I can, but that shit will still kick it. If I open an Ableton yeah. session, man, it's like, oh no, fuck that. It's gonna it's gonna use all the power. Uh my mom actually switched from a MacBook Pro to a MacBook Air, mostly because of the battery. Since she wasn't doing anything like, you know, she's just using it for work. Yeah. Um she switched and she's a lot happier with the air because of how much better the battery is. But yeah. Yeah, it's ironically, um, my dad was the same thing. You know, he he he's always used a PC. He never used um any Mac products for because for him that's like, whoa, what is this alien technology? What the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, dude, like you have i you you switch yourself with iPads every fucking year, like. <laughs> Go switch a fucking computer that works that it's gonna last long. It's like, oh no, it's too too much. It's like that. You're only no. gonna use what emails <laughs> and Word and Excel and shit. That's like, hilarious. like yeah. that's all you need. It's like so. I finally convinced him, and I got him an, a nice looking MacBook Air. Does he like it? That dude ha- does not let go of that Mac. That he takes it everywhere, even to the living room. He has it on next to it on the living room. It's like. You know, you can leave it on your office or you can leave it in next to your bedroom. It's like, it's no, 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 so no. Light. The MacBook Air is so light and portable. It's so nice just yeah. taking it with you. <laughs> Put it in my backpack. I don't even feel it. So yeah. I, I definitely appreciate the Air. Um, I honestly don't know if I would like a Pro, but I love my Air. So, yeah. I mean, Pro, when you when you're when we're talking to about Pro at that point, it's because you want fast stuff. You want stuff to run more smoother. You want SSD quality stuff, you know? And and I always yeah. tell people, it's like, if you're ever gonna, if you're a producer or, or video editor or whatever, if you want to use a MacBook Pro, like, pay the amount. Like, don't yeah. have don't have asset, you know? Pay the amount. Because back then, it was easy to have asset and then pay the parts later on and you could just replace it and you'll be yeah, fine. You can't really do that anymore. I exactly. Believe, right? Yeah. Because they, they actually smolder. super easy. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. That's exactly easy. what I did on my previous old two pros. I basically like bought a cheap, um, not a cheap, but from a, from a website for a good, good quality RAM. And I yeah. put them both for 16 each, you know, and that's just like, whoo, but it was easy. I just like detach it and then put the new ones. And that's it. These ones, the problem with it is it's what I said. It's smoldered. Like they actually like burn the entire thing to the part that it's like stable like this. So when you actually detach it, you're breaking the circuit board, you know? Jeez. Yeah. That's fuck rough. Fucking Apple, bro. Fucking Apple. Because they yeah, know they knew for you, they knew what they were doing because they knew that Oh, they know what they're doing always to make the most amount of money. Like, I, that's never that's don't ever don't ever think like I invest in Apple. Um I honestly think that you know Apple's probably one of the best investments in terms of American companies long term. And Apple is very good at maximizing profits. I mean, if you actually take a look at numbers and you look at how much money in terms of AirPods have been sold, like AirPods alone, alone. for example, are like bigger than a lot of companies. Like (laughs) AirPods sales alone crush most companies in, 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 in America in terms of sale. And so Apple is very good at kind of like, establishing themselves as a premium 
company in the marketplace yeah. that pretty much everyone still strives to afford. You know, I mean, there will be homeless people with iPhones. <laughs> so, so you, you know what I mean? That, that tells you a lot. <laughs> that tells you a lot about America. Yeah. Um, as well. But, that's, you know, that's, that's wild, you know. But yeah, Apple landed itself to the point in which, like, you know, we're luxury at that point. You know, it's like you want us, you want to, you need to afford us, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, AirPods literally, like, there was that whole joke around them. It's like, oh, I can't hear you like over broke. Like if you don't have AirPods, like God, it's, uh, <laughs> that is so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, these motherfuckers made money just because they switched their, all their Macs into USB C's is like, yeah, they did. I mean, I do like the USB C charger a lot. I'm not going to lie. I do. I do like USB C a lot, but I mean, even with, um, even with, I mean, remember when they got rid of like the headphone port? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I mean, they 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 did that for waterproofing purposes, so I do understand the logic. But I mean, anything Apple's done is very calculated. <laughs> like they oh, know, of course, <laughs> of course. Be- because problems. no matter no matter what they do, people will complain about it, but people will still buy it. Still buy it, and I mean. Obviously, there's like docks and dongles. I I have a USB C dock, which I do like. Um, but I mean, the, you know, you look at some people's Macs with like a bunch of dongles and stuff, and it's just kind of it was kind of ridiculous for a bit. But you know, now, when I, you're able to make stuff wireless, like yeah, that, like it 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 changes things. So. I mean, I'm 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 still in the fence with that. I'm like, like I get that we're heading to a future in which, you know, USB C's is going to be the future. It's going to be the, the standalone for every computer out there. In yeah, America. I'm pretty sure the European union has like passed laws about, um, USB C like having to be standard. So I, I forgot what happened, but like something happened with Apple and them. And I'm, I don't know exactly what happened, but I'm curious. Yeah. I've, I've heard, out. I heard something like that. It's because, dude, like, I'm pretty sure it's the same reasons I'm going to say is that, dude, like, I don't mind that if you give me a laptop and has USB-Cs, I don't mind if you give me that. But don't give, don't make it like it's the only option. Like, no, like, give me the option to have at least one port, at least one port USB-A so I can just, like, just put my regular USB because not everybody's going to fucking have a USB-C, USB uh, sticks or... Or places yeah. to connect, but I mean, uh, it's annoying. But I do get why the Air doesn't have a USB A because of you know thinness. Like, there's no way no, that they could fit it. But I mean, on a Pro, it's a totally different story. I don't do the Pro. The Pros come with USB A, right? No, not anymore. Oh, it's OC. I'm telling. That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. I'm telling you, bro. Like, I got my Pro 14 right now. It's all USB Cs. I had to buy myself Ooh. an adapter dongle. That's rough. <laughs> It's so rough, especially an IT person like me, in which I have to use fucking sticks to pass out data to one thing to yeah. another. Like it's a That's fucking rough. hassle. It's like I fucking hate yeah. it. I, like obviously, you have to keep that dongle on you <laughs> all the time, bro. All the fucking yeah. time. So, yeah, that's that. That's my biggest like 
it's that and the smoldering the all the circuit boards, making it impossible for me to replace any any graphic cards or hard drives or RAMs or any of that shit. You know, so those yeah. are like my two biggest gripes about it. Is like fuck you, Apple. Like I I knew I knew what you guys were doing. You you know, but it's funny. They know what they're doing. Yeah, and it, that's why they make so much money. <laughs> Fucking it. Just by accessories alone, they made a hell of a money. It's like, oh shit. I need to get I, I just bought this Apple and I can't connect it to my regular stuff. Oh what? I need to get what? At a US uh, AirPods, a uh, what? USB C yeah. charger, USB C a uh, dongle charger for HDMI for USB. Oh, okay. I need to buy all that stuff. How much is that? Oh wow, two hundred dollars all together. I mean yeah, I think the best bet though is is getting like those little dongles. Like they have ones for twenty to thirty bucks. It goes in the USB C, and then it has like HDMI, DisplayPort, USB A headphones, right. or like some other stuff like that, or like SD card reader. So yeah, yeah, I have one of those that that I purchased it from from Amazon. Nice, yeah, definitely worth getting one of those. Yeah. Definitely worth it. So, if you're using a MacBook Pro, you know, or any other Macs that only has USB-Cs, you know, just it, and it's oh, funny. Yeah. And it's funny because like a lot of people that are into coding use MacBooks a lot more than they use their PCs. Correct. They'll usually have both. They'll, but Yeah, they'll have both but, of them, but <laughs> but they're using their Macs more. And, yeah, but why do you think is that for? It's because of the high performance that Mac has that their regular PCs don't don't actually hit that mark. I don't know exactly why that's the case, um, but that's definitely something I'm going to ask some people because I, I have noticed that too. I know that my my cousin he actually works for one of the few many uh, Disney companies that are okay. for security or streaming. I, I I'm pretty sure it has to do something with the Disney Plus thing. You know, it's something security, but it's I know from the end he actually has a like four fucking big screens on his office. Yeah, I got three. <laughs> yeah, no, I got. I, we're in the same boat, but he has his. His main PC, which is like a big ass PC built, and then he has yeah. his he has his MacBook Pro 15. And oh my used, god! And I'm like, I see him all the time on the MacBook, you know, just doing the mm-hmm. coding. I'm like, the fuck, bro! Like, <laughs> like I always wonder. I never, I, I never ask why, but I just always see him with the big PC, and then you see the MacBook Pro all the time. It's like, why? That's hilarious. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I every time I see him working, it's like, oh, this motherfucker's in the Matrix shit. <laughs> when you see numbers and lines and arrays doing execution and shit, you'll be like, what the fuck is this language? Hell yeah. I'm definitely glad that people have moved, like the, the popularization of what you would call it, building PCs and people mm. gaming on PCs now. Um, I feel I'm so glad that it's happened. I mean, although now most games, I mean, a lot of games are cross-platform. Still, um, as a PC gamer, you know, I mean, I'm not a gamer, but I am a PC gamer. Like, I have a PlayStation, but it's not plugged in. Um, I also don't really play video games that much. Mm. I have this weird relationship with video games where um, they make me Call of Duty that, like, I'll play for a couple months casually, you know, I'll forget about the game. Uh, like the new Call of Duty will come out. I will definitely get it as long as it's not crap. 
play it for a few months and then forget about it. So that that's very um, very interesting because I have a similar approach with video games as well. Um, but yeah. the but the difference is that I'm not a multiplayer person. I'm a very uh, okay. I'm a campaign driven person. So I, uh, I once so once I play the game, it's like that's it. I don't play it anymore. You know, I, I'm. It's like it's it's there something in the collecting dust. You know. That's mm-hmm. and that's how I am with certain games. Now, when there are like big, big games like RPG based games or or um or adventure games, if if I know it's gonna take me like a long time to play it, I'm I'm I'll probably play it like a few weeks and that's it. Like I will never finish it. Unless it's a it's a game that like I've been waiting for this fucking game for a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't wait it, then I'll definitely play it all the way to the end. Like like the Final Fantasy VII remake, I've been waiting for that fucking game forever. And when it came out, I spent like a good fifty hours playing that game. I didn't even realize it, but I, I know, <laughs> I know for sure because every time I get I get out of work, I come straight here and I I spend hours hours playing the fucking game, and I get hooked about it. But then if yeah. you give me another game that's like okay, it's like it's based on. Final Fantasy is an RPG. All right, cool. Open world. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'll play about it, but it's like, eh, I'll stop and then just like forget about it, you know? Yeah. I will say like, have you ever, when a new game comes out, like wake up at 6 a.m. before work to like... Honestly, um, I've never... I used to do that in high school sometimes when Call of Duty came out. I've never done that in my life until now when I started playing the... The new Yu-Gi-Oh game. <laughs> the new fucking oh the new Yu-Gi-Oh game Master Duel is free everywhere and and I can have it on my phone now and play it there. Mm-hmm. I now start I for some reason I wake up before I go to work. I was just like, let me just play like a one or two matches. It's like all right, I'm why not? why not, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Just why not? Why not? <laughs> it's like, oh shit, what time is this? All right, I gotta go. All right, cool. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, it, it's just right now. The the game I am right now, it's I'm so hooked about it. Like I play Yu-Gi-Oh! competitively, you know, and, and sometimes it's even hard for me to go to the locals or even regionals to play with with the actual physical cards. So when they actually put that Dude, I out, I used to love Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I I used to love Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I literally dragged. Remember when the Yu-Gi-Oh movie came out? The first like one, oh six. Damn. Yeah, the think, one, the pyramids. I like, yeah, I, I like dragged my family along, <laughs> and I met, it was funny because I made my mom watch that, and I'm like, she's definitely like not enjoying this at all but <laughs> she, all that she remembered was it's time to duel <laughs> the most iconic phrase it's time yeah. to, duel. to duel um level like victor he he wore this Yu-Gi-Oh shirt to the club uh i forgot when it was and i was just like laughing i'm like this is, this is so epic like <laughs> so, you know it's 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 one thing i do like about um you know going out to music events versus mm-hmm. regular clubbing i hate regular clubbing i hate i hate reach reach um but you know like people will spend like i mean people will pull up to clubs with several thousand dollar outfits you know 
They'll yeah. go get a haircut. Yeah. I mean, girls will spend two hours getting ready, doing their makeup, their hair, yeah. everything. Also, just barf outside. But like, level pulls up <laughs> with just like a Yu Gi Oh t shirt. <laughs> it's just just like swag. <laughs> I think I I used to have like this. Um, it was like a Hogwarts t shirt. Um, oh fire! And I was like, yo, I'm getting more. I would got more compliments on that shirt than like any expensive like dress shirt that i've had That's right and i'm like this this is like this is almost kind of, this is a joke right like <laughs> it's, it's so ironic um but yeah it was, it was so dope seeing him pull up to the club with the Yu-Gi-Oh shirt on i'm just like hell yeah <laughs> dude honest honestly i never embraced so much of my geekiness since i moved here in miami because i was born and raised in puerto rico and over there, okay, sure. over there, I was a closet geek. You know, being a good geek has gotten a lot cooler now. Yeah, than now. Yeah, now, because back then I used to get bullied about it. You know, that people would say, hi, oh, you're a kid. You still watch anime? It's loser. Four eyes freak. Ah, people bitch. So like, oh, my God. Yeah. See, I, I never uh, I've never I don't know. I used to just kind of keep it on the down low. That I was very <laughs> good with computers and stuff like that, um, but I mean, people kind of realize like that video gaming is fun. Um, I mean, gaming, gaming over the pandemic. I mean, we've seen how much um, computer gaming has yeah. gone up, like in popularity. And um, I don't know if it's for better or for worse. You know. Um, in the sense that, like, you know, people should probably be going outside and doing exercise, too. Because um, I I mean, I know some people who sit on their, you know what, all day, uh, order DoorDash, and oh, then that's the only time they up. leave their chair and, oh, and they go take a dump. No. Like, that's, that's it. I mean, right. But I will say, you know, I grew up in Canada, so winters were cold. Um, a lot of times, you know, like going out and playing in the snow is fun, mm. but a lot of times it's not. <laughs> like when it's really cold yeah. and there's a windshield yeah. and everything like that. Like it's, it's, it's not fun. So Damn. what I say is for cold environments, like video gaming is essential. It really is such an essential thing. Um, but when the weather's good, I kind of would rather be outside, mm. but yeah, that's, that's neither here nor there. Right. No, but I but it's funny that you say that because when when the whole pandemic hit and everybody was just losing their shit. But you know yeah. who wasn't losing their shit? Gamers, man, it was, it was better for them. Gamers, people I mean, nothing who are really into changed for them. Anime yeah. people, manga people, like any of anyone from that, you know, whole community, like if if anything, it just like they were just like chilling. It's like, oh, okay. I don't have to go to work. I just cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. I mean, there's two people, two, two groups of people whose lifestyle didn't change. It's like people who like to stay indoors and play video games and stuff, and like really rich people. Really rich people were just like, I don't care. I will just simply take my private jet wherever I want to go and do whatever I want to do, and yeah, you know, nothing really changed for them. So. Yeah. Uh, for for one moment, I thought you were gonna say music producers, but sure, yeah, that rich people that works. Def definitely, definitely. But I mean, like people who just stay inside all day. I mean, nothing really changed for them for the most part. So, 
Yeah, for me, it didn't change much. It's like uh, the only the only changes was like, oh, I gotta work from home from my computer. I'm like, okay, what what? Oh, they'll call me if they if they need to fix their computer from home. It's like, all right, I'll remote play and just like, all right, done, fits. All right, let me go back to YouTube videos and and other shit. <laughs> I mean, shit. That that's how I finished an entire anime series by just like on the pandemic, bro. That was just like the most epic thing ever. I work from home right now, mm. which I'm very grateful for, but I didn't um, work from home during the pandemic. I worked in person and oh. it was awful. It was Damn. Really, really was awful, but definitely made me stronger as a person, made me realize what I don't want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, but also it was definitely an experience. It was kind of funny as well, like dealing with all the crap and hearing all this rumors and it was it was just kind of like a ride you know mm. um but i'm glad that's over for the most part for the most part i mean at least we're trying to see the the light at the end of the tunnel you know yeah i mean miami's been open for a very long time so it may very well be uh i mean let me tell you this man like anyone anyone who had money and didn't have a job in la like those type of people yeah. where they don't have a nine to five, they all either moved to Miami or they went to like Dubai. Like I mean, Texas. even people from New York, They moved to so Texas many too. people from New York. Yeah. Texas, of course. But like so many people from New York relocated to Miami. Yeah. Um, so many people moved to Miami. Yeah. A lot of like only fans, chicks, influencers, yeah. rich people, crypto people, stock people. They all moved to Miami from LA because I mean, when, you have, when you have money and you don't have like a nine to five that you have to go to, staying in LA was like the worst possible place to be during the pandemic. Like I was in LA for pretty much all the pandemic. I literally moved to LA January 2020. And uh, oh, it was like the worst, most boring place to be. I feel like the day that I was just like, yeah, this kind of sucks was I went to get Chipotle at lunch and uh, I like go to sit outside on the patio and they come up and they're like, Hey, you're not allowed to sit outside. Like there's no outdoor dining. And I'm like, really? I'm like, that's LA for you. Right. Um, LA was the most restrictive place ever during the pandemic. And I'm just like, wait a second. So you mean to tell me that I can't eat my Chipotle outside, even though there's no one else here, but in other counties, people can eat indoors. I'm like, man, I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. So. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard a lot of stories about Cali. They say that it was it was much more f far stricter than New York, uh, and especially Florida <laughs> and Texas. But bro, like, let me tell you, Florida is just a wild state. You know, like the craziest yeah, people it, it, in all America. You know, I don't, I don't know about all of North America. <laughs> no, I say America. I say, I say um, America, not not North it's, America. It's definitely even in America, it's definitely up there. Like, I feel like the craziest, craziest people may not necessarily be in Florida, but Florida has the most amount of crazy people in any other state. I will say that that's that, that's what I was going to say is like you I go to the news and most of the time I hear wild stories from people in Florida than I hear in any other state yeah, like Florida, man. 
Once in a while, I hear one from Ottawa. Once in a while, I hear from Texas. You know, Texas here and there, they try to compete with us. I just I just Googled Florida man and there's some crazy shit here. So Bro, like, Florida I, man breaks beer bottle over his head, gets shot by deputy who thought it was a gunshot. Uh, some other stuff here. Florida man gets prison for illegally shipping turtles and snakes. Um Florida man arrested after stealing a crossbow by stuffing it down his trouser. <laughs> Dude, the stories are infinite. Infinite in Florida. You guys have the most amount of crazy people. Craziest that's, people. That's, for that's, damn sure. that's why I tell you, craziest people in, in all of in all America, it comes from the Bronx and all of, and all of Florida. Florida man blames Putin in an attempt to avoid speeding ticket. That is <laughs> Florida man has been arrested after he attempted to cut the gay out of his brother. How do, how do you cut the gay out of someone, man? That's, that is ridiculous. Um, Florida, holy shit. Yeah, I, do, you, do you live, well, you live in South Florida, so that's, that's a little different. I mean, I still see great, wild, crazy shit in here in South Florida. Don't don't let it fool you just, just because it's South Florida doesn't mean I don't know. No, I'm it. saying South Florida, is, South Florida can get ratchet. I mean, well, I mean, the wretched is there for sure, but it's like, um, it, but you feel like it's been divided. Like, you know, to where you can actually look for the wretched. Like you can actually see it's like, okay, now I, now I know I'm in wretched territory. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, rich people territory. I mean, white people yeah. territory. Like it's very plain obvious when you are crossing certain areas It's like, I see where I am. Okay. Yeah. Um. I forget. I forget what's the name of the place that it's like. They have honestly, they, their shopping there is nicer than Beverly Hills. I want to say it's in uh, Lincoln Road in South Beach. No, it's not in Miami. Oh. I, I believe it's in Boca Raton. Oh, yeah, Boca. That's rich people area. That's white people yeah. rich. Yeah. yeah. What, once you pass Fort Lauderdale area uh, up north, that's all white people now. Yeah, I um, I've I've spent very little time in Florida. I've only been there for like a week, um, but you know I've I've mostly in like the Tampa and Clearwater area. Tampa is nice. It's a very nice, yeah. you know, like you know, chill area. Orlando yeah, I mean, is probably my favorite one. Yeah, I definitely want to go to um, like Universal Studios Florida. Like that's something I definitely want to go to again. Um, I used to live like literally down the street from Universal Studios Hollywood. Oh, shit. Um, but I haven't, I haven't been in years, like years, years. But, oh. Um, I used to live next to it. Like I moved to it, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get to that. And then um, pandemic happened, so I just like never went. I, I did go. I did go during the pandemic. They had like parts of City Walk open, mm. and I went to get um, like the Harry Potter you know, like the butter beer drink yeah. thing that they have. It's, yeah, I went to go grab some of that <laughs> during winter time. It was cool, but, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's like all the very I have very limited experience with Florida. I definitely want to get out there um, if I can somehow. I would love to go out for Forbidden Kingdom as well. I doubt that would happen, but I would yeah, I'd love to go for Forbidden Kingdom. That would be dope. Now Are you gonna go? Um, honestly, I, if I don't get a media pass, I'm not going. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel you on that. Hopefully you can get a media pass or 
someone could guest list you or something, you know? The fitness is like, I know, I know the person who actually started out um, Forbidden Kingdom before Insomnia nice. bought it. Um, but the problem with that person is that he's a very good ghoster. It's I mean, hey, man, in, <laughs> some people are just so busy. <laughs> some people, like, I, Poor you know, you never really understand shit. Dude, I, I, I have, I've seen I, some I call horseshit. I, I they see have like 200 on red DMs. I've seen that shit. Like it's real. No, I see. I see it as real. But dude, <laughs> if you have that many people hitting you up, you might as especially people that, you know, not from DMs, but from phones. Like, motherfucker, come on. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not, you know, wishing that I'm going to get to Forbidden getting this year, maybe next year. Who knows? Uh, I have a higher hopefully, hopefully eventually soon. Hopefully, hopefully eventually I'll get to a festival again and then I can actually do my job as a podcaster and, and get to mingle with all the artists and have like at least a, a five minute sit down and get something and then just like Hey, let, let's do a full conversation, a full episode, just you and me and and schedule that shit out. You know, that, that's one yeah. of my many goals, you know, try to get to these festivals before it was more about, you know, I want to I want to do the festival circuit like I want to DJ every fucking festival. Now I'm more like I want to go every festival and just enjoy the music and enjoy having conversations with these artists and just just that's enjoy awesome. the vibe. Yeah, my priorities shift. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's because of my the more I I don't know the the more I I grow the the more I see where better bigger better things are clear for my path. I don't know. I just know that uh, I I came to the game a little bit late for production. Hey, I don't know if that even is true because hey man, there's there's producers who are like in their forties and fifties. And a lot of people who didn't even start until they were in their 30s. So it's never too late. But I know what you mean by feeling as if you're late to the game because there's like these 18-year-olds killing it. Basically, basically. So the competition itself was like, you know, they're four years younger than me. So they're already ahead of the curve. You know, they got and they're as as talented as me, you know, with different age gaps. And then they got a whole world to themselves to actually like push push that boundary where whereas me on the other hand i'm already in my mid-20s i got bills to pay i need i have the jobs i like i got loans to pay like i i had a lot of i had a lot of priorities versus these kids that they're still you know living with their parents you know they get paid for everything they don't have to worry about some of the hard shit that you know us people have to worry about yeah. so it's obviously it's much more easier for them to actually pull out you know by the time they're yeah. 21 they're 23 it's like they're already like getting signed by these labels and getting recognized by these promotion companies it's like yo you're gonna get play and boom that your career takes off and you don't have to bother finishing college you just like boom yeah i mean i will say though careers in music and especially as a touring dj they don't last forever for a lot of people, mm. you know, and it's a, and it's a very interesting uh, thing to discuss about because um, most of the time, these people, when you say that some of these people don't last long, 
most of the people are not in it for for the music or they're passionate about it. They're just only in it because it looks cool. Like I want to be yeah. DJing for you know getting paid for DJing and getting the fame and the glory and the VIP tables and having the bitches and hoes and getting lit and then snort my coke out, you know, and sh all that and all that shit, you know. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. You mentioned that because, yeah, I mean, I mean, I saw, uh, I, I see this in Miami, like the Miami scene. Oh, I don't Miami. know, I don't know how it is the LA scene. I know I've talked a couple of guys before, you, you know, the LA scene, they say that it's just as bad as Miami. It's just like, I just, I just basically go into the club and I can just literally see people, you know, popping bottles as if it was nothing. And then just like, go, woo, all right. And then everybody's just like, hey, you want some Mali, 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 Mali. I was like, wow, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, no. I'll stay the fuck away from that, but sure. Yeah. I will say like people who use drugs a lot when they go out like that will burn people out mm. pretty quickly. Um, also like it's, it's kind of a bad look for you, mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing that stuff out, especially in public. Uh, but I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't, I I don't know if that actually oh, so. applies to these guys who are, who are the fake it till you make it and show off like they got money or not. Because for some reason, some of these women, they still go to these fucking losers. So it's like it's it's hard for me to believe like, oh, yeah, it's a bad image to me. It is to me. If I see you like doing drugs in front of me, it's like, dude, that's you know, I, I don't don't even talk to me about how, making business or anything. You're, you're dumb. But then you see some hot bitch or some, someone else is like, yo, let's make something. Let's make something. I'm like, how is this approved? How is this acceptable, bro? <laughs> approved. That's hilarious. But I, I know what you mean. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but like, <laughs> I just, I just like, yeah. try not to pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. But it's definitely there. So, and it's part of it's part of it. I mean, it's part of the ugly side of the things that we do. You know, it's unfortunate that it, it does happen. And it's unfortunate, too, that a lot of artists that we look up to, you know, they're also contribute to some of that stuff. You know, like I've seen yeah. I've seen like people that I played. I still play their music and people that I like. You know, in a certain way, I do admire them because like, man, you guys did it. And and to hear and see these see these stuff, I'm like, damn, bro, that's fucked. That's like I've I, I met people in which is like they they I literally sit down in their fucking green room and we're just having a casual conversation. I know they're lit as fuck, but we're just having a casual and then all of a sudden they pull out a little bag you know, and they're just doing ketamine. I'm like. Like, what the fuck is going on? He's just like, it's like, oh, yeah, this is good. And then another artist is like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me let me get some of that. You know, it's like, I'm trying to let it go, man. But right now I need it. I need it right now. I'm just like, is uh wait, is is your shirt a Skrillex shirt? Yes, it is actually the Skrillex shirt. Oh, OK, that's dope. That's awesome. By the way, guys, we're not saying that it's Skrillex. OK, so don't don't take this to Twitter and be like, oh, my God, Skrillex does drugs. It's like. 
calmed your tits. All right, guys. Yeah, yeah. You can't see the video, but uh, he's definitely wearing a Skrillex shirt. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it I, love, I, love, I love Skrillex a lot, man. I um, as as Skrillex was- been your like your idol overall. Like, has has he ever influenced you in to be a producer? Um. No, I, I I don't think like anyone has actually. So I, I started listening to electronic music very early on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew like who Tiesto was since I was like a, like a child, child, right? Yeah. Um, as far as I can go back, I know I can remember who Tiesto is. Um, and then, you know, like through Tiesto, I learned more about other DJs, you know, like Armin, um, Paul Cribs, Van Dyke, like those kind of people. Dead Mouse aren't, you know. Oh, Dead Mouse, like, I mean, I'm from Toronto, right? So, so I've been a fan of Dead Mouse since, since like, you know, Ghosts and stuff was a thing. Like, I heard that album, I was like, holy crap. That was like mm. one of the one of the only albums I like actually bought um on, on like CD. CD. Like, I went hey, and bought the physical yeah. CD because I liked uh, Dead Mouse so much. Um, I think Dead Mouse was like one of one of like the first people I kind of like idolized because I definitely idolized Dead Mouse before Skrillex because Dead Mouse, you know, was a thing. Uh, yeah, for before Skrillex in 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 that aspect. So um, yeah, I really really liked uh, Dead Mouse, and um, but I think one of like the most disappointing things was uh, one of my mom's friends. Um, this dude's a DJ in Toronto and he's like, yeah, you know, dead mouse kind of has like that reputation of, of being a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. And so when he told me that as like, as like I was a kid, that was the most painful <laughs> thing to hear. Unfortunately, <laughs> that, that like crushed my soul. Uh, not even going to lie. It, it crushed my soul to hear that, but you know, that's life. Uh, Never meet your heroes you- guys. Yeah, well, I didn't, didn't even get to meet him, unfortunately. But, uh, <laughs> you know. He got shot pre- preemptively. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that being said, um, you know, when I first found out about Skrillex, I was like, this is it's crazy. Like, mm. I was listening to that music. I was like, I don't know. There was just no music that made me feel like that had ever made me feel. Um, for me, like, a lot of music is about how it makes you feel. Right. Um, and I mean, with dance music, a lot of that is like how crazy it can kind of make you dance. But <laughs> um, with, with, with that Skrillex music, I don't know. Like one of, one of the things with Skrillex's music is just like this call and response on his tracks is it's incredible. Mm. Um, I'm love seeing Skrillex play. Um, I, I would say like, after Skrillex, like who would be my biggest, uh, like who I was a fan of a lot. Um, like if you had to choose three and one of them is Skrillex, who will be your, the other two influences? I mean, probably one would be Tiesto. Mm-hmm. And then the third, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe Afrojack, to be honest with you. Okay. I really did like Afrojack. Um, okay. I mean, like Afrojacks, like like when Takeover Control came out, our local radio station in Toronto, like Jeez, they would play electronic music. That was that, a big that song, track. Was a big track. I mean, the bass line on that track, 
<laughs> the baseline on yeah. that track is heavy. You know, it was a really dirty electro baseline, and uh, I don't know. I I just really do like those dirty baselines, and uh, I I don't know Afrojack. I really do like him, and I mean, I uh, yeah, if Afrojack's playing somewhere at a festival and it doesn't conflict with anyone else, like I'll, I'll hell I'll go see it. Love that fire. So what actually started you? Um, making dubstep overall, like what actually got you into making bass music? Yeah, so I um, first started DJing. Um, mm. You know, I, I I have funny thing is I always had virtual DJ like on my computer. Holy shit! Wow. Like like no like like since I was like uh, I think I downloaded like or maybe pirated virtual DJ. Allegedly, uh, I, allegedly, allegedly, right? When I was like. Uh, I don't know, sometime in high school and I just had it and um, there was like a particular party I went to. I want to say it was, I actually came up on my snap memories a little while ago, but it was like in January, I want to say 2017. Um, and after this party, it was like next door to my house in college. I was like, yeah, like I kind of, kind of want to, <laughs> I kind of want to try this out and see, you know, mm. um, and then I waited a little bit. Um, and then I bought a laptop. I only had a desktop. So I bought a laptop and I bought a Pioneer DDJ RV. Oh, know. really? So it was, like, it was like the old version of the DDJ 400. Uh, this was in 2017. I, I think I got this like in early May. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn how to DJ before EDC and like I originally was just like you know what I want to like learn DJing because I was going to so much shows and stuff I was like I want to just like understand it and um, so I bought that I started to learn how to mix um, that summer you know um, me and one of my best friends Tuan we like practiced DJing almost like every week we almost like almost like every weekday we were like outside practicing DJing we were just like doing that for hours sometimes uh we kept mixing and mixing and mixing and then like um i think it was like january 2018 um we threw a party like i threw a party at my house um and i was like my first time like djing in front of like an actual like crowd crowd um at a party and then we had so it was like me and my friend played back to back and then we had our other friends come play back to back to close out uh they're obviously better djs than us and uh you know uh, i would say like a month later i bought an xdj rx first edition Oof. on uh ebay actually got it for like 846 dollars i actually remember the amount yeah um, that's a steal and, yeah it was a steal i mean because that, that shit was like 14 or 1600 new it was eight 1800 because i got the first one and i gave it to i let no, no i gave i didn't give it to i lend it to nitty greedy shout out to him uh so he can since he's gonna be djing he does touring i barely dj it's like just use it in the meantime till this yeah. sell it yeah i mean i bought one of those um it was like a birthday gift to myself and nice um i nice. had those but i had like no speakers and then one of my friends let me borrow his like set of two 
um, what do you call it? They're like Yamaha 12 inch PA speakers. And so we continue to throw parties with the XDJ and those speakers. Right. And then um, I want to say like May of that year, I, I like got asked to DJ at the club. Um, oh. And so I, you know, I did that. And then basically over that summer, um, I started DJing a lot more, um, you know, that, that summer, um, let's say at my house, we were throwing parties like almost every single week, uh, more than once a week. Um, I was DJing like multiple sets a week. We kind of had like a residency at this, uh, bar. Mm. And I also had a residency at like the club as well. So kind of had like two residencies at once. We used to joke and be like, XO tour life, like we're going, we're going on tour, aka mm. the bar and the club were like a five five hundred feet away from each other. So that we always used to joke about being on tour, but in reality, it was going from one place to the next in a one minute walk. Um, and then you know, I just kept DJing like every single weekend mm-hmm. for the next year and a half or so. Um, and then I started producing, I want to say I downloaded Ableton like end of 2018. Hmm. I bought it. Um, I played with it a little and then I kind of got bored. And then I started playing with, with it more and more 2019. Hmm. And then I, f- I want to say like summer 2019, I started taking lessons. Um, I started practicing a lot more. Yeah. And um you know, I kept practicing and kept DJing and I moved to LA, you know, right at the end of 2019 or start of 2020, like January 2nd, I want to say I moved to LA, um, 2020. And, um, you know, I played a couple shows that January, but I actually have not DJed since January, 2020. Um, I mean, I haven't done like an official show since January 2020. And right. honestly, I don't really care. Um, although I do miss DJing and stuff, like yeah. I've just kind of been wanting to focus on production and putting out more music. And hopefully from there, um, that'll turn into something. And, you know, my goal basically right now is to release six tracks over the next six months and then see how things go from there. I'm going to try and put out a single every month for the next six months and you know, we'll see where it goes from there and I'll kind of re-strategize, but that's basically my uh, plans for the project. That's actually pretty dope to hear, man. Thank you, man. And how consistent are you when, when you're actually producing music and, and be like, okay, now that I make the, the song, like I know like I'm going to have this release for this day, this day, and this day, and so on, so on. Well, right, right now I'm sitting on like, I want to say like eight or nine songs. Mm. So I didn't really, the thing was, um, I put out my first track ever. Um, I believe it was April, 2020. Mm. Um, that was a label release with I am audio. And, um, I didn't really like put out any music after that until November of, uh, of the same of last year so sorry 2020 april 2021 i released my first track and then november i released the second track and um you know i just released my 
third track in January, mm-hmm. on January 26th. And so I'm not really in a rush to do everything, but I feel like releasing one track a month for the next six months is, is the move. So now that I have all that music stacked up, um, I'm just kind of curious to see how everything pans out, you know, see what people think of the music, the project, etc. And, um, you know, over summer, for example, like also, sorry, last year, like I started off the year tearing my ACL MCL. I had to get surgery and stuff. So oh, damn. Yeah. So I was immobile for a few months and, you know, even after that, like I, I was going to physical therapy all the way from March till November. Um, so I started a new job. Um, I had to study for an exam. Like I had to do a bunch of stuff. And so music, uh, putting out music and dealing with all that music stuff just wasn't right. a priority. I kind of wanted to wait till the start of 2022 to like actually put out music. Um, also I felt like in terms of 2021, like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, a lot of the music, I feel like I was released out of the pandemic just kind of got forgotten about because people weren't actually like playing it out at festivals. Yeah. Right. And so I just kind of wanted to wait till this year to like fully launch the project. Um, I've definitely learned a lot more about kind of like the numbers side of things in music. Um, and, and I guess like prom- promoting your brand and having mm. a brand, etc. cetera. Right. Um, stuff I really just didn't know last year. Um, and so if I was to, release this music that I have now last year, um, it probably wouldn't have been as like effective. So I'm happy that like, I know what I know now and I want to keep learning, keep producing. And that's, uh, that's basically that. And you inclined to do more bass music over any other genre. Um, so as of right now, yes. Um, actually started like producing house and techno music. Um, but you know, I still do make house music. I mm. still do, um, still do dabble around with that. Um, it's, as far as the Iman project, um, what I wanted to do is, uh, you know, I want it to be bass focused. Okay. Um, I still will probably release bass house under Iman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's but, still bass. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to release bass music under Iman. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, I do like, um, I mean, honestly, like, I do like techno more than uh, dubstep in certain aspects. Like, I really do like hard techno. Mm. Um, It's just, I haven't been able to make hard techno that isn't, isn't like, like, it's not, I haven't been able to make anything that I'd be like actually comfortable releasing that isn't either just generic sounding or is a bunch of samples. (laughs) <laughs> or, um, or really isn't anything special. So, but why is um, it? Is it is it because it's too hard for you to do, it or is it is it because of the um, sound designing? I don't really have anyone to teach me hard techno mm. production. Um, but you know, in terms of like going out to shows, like I do prefer to go to um, techno shows, hard techno shows in LA. I mean, mm. there are some incredibly great ones that are held in warehouses with actual big names that are like, you know, festival, festival circuit names, but in warehouses 
that go to literally like six or seven in the morning sometimes. So oh, uh, we're very blessed to have that in LA. Um, also, I feel like techno is a more mature crowd than dubstep. I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously. for obvious <laughs> so, reasons. Um, you know, I really do want to do the dubstep stuff. I love dubstep, and you know, for the Iman project, it's going to be bass music, and then you know, in the future, um, cool. Maybe I'll do a techno project as well. Like, that's pretty interesting because I've never met actually somebody who's into the bass music and then techno. Usually, house and bass come together for many artists. And I mean, I and, like house music. I love house music. I mean, like, I honestly, I don't know how anyone could not like house music. Personally, <laughs> I don't know anyone who could not like house music. I mean, I don't like house music to be honest. What? Like, Man, I'm, I'm, I, we're not getting into that. And 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 let me tell you, I started with house. I yeah. started my um, with house. Hey, and just like you, I started listening to Tiesto when he was in trance with Adagio of Strings. That's my first song that I've ever heard from the introduction to EDM. And then going forward with Amy, my beauty and Paul Van Dyke, Paul Oakenfall. Uh, and then later on, I was introduced to David Guetta and then Dead Mouse with Brazil. Like, I, I actually did really used to like David Guetta. Even my mom uh, really did like David Guetta. D David Guetta was dope back then, you know? He was. I, I definitely, like, I really was a fan of... Yeah. Like, in terms of radio music, that was good. Yeah. That was, good that was a, a lot of Yeah, absolutely. So I definitely respect uh, a lot of David Guetta's old music. I feel like it was after Titania... That's where I like stopped listening to him because I don't know something about his music just like didn't click on me anymore, and then I focused more on Avicii, and that was my yeah, one I of love, my legends. Avicii. Yeah, that 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 dude, rest in peace to Tim Berg, man. That he became a rest legend because he did something that not many artists has ever done, and and it has built a lot of bridges for a lot of genres, and did. Something that's universally hard to do, which is yeah. mixing country to fucking house. And, <laughs> hey, and, brother. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, come on. Like, that album of True, that was like the best album I've ever heard Daisy ever done in his life, you know? And I loved his previous shit before that album. I loved it. And yet, the album is a masterpiece. Like, that, nothing comes close or near to that masterpiece, you know? But, I was very influenced with the whole housing. It's just that the older I got, the more I felt like it was felt so monotonous, you know, and house music wasn't going anywhere. And this was on the time where trap music was booming, you know, with that yeah, whole trap music was, was crazy when I was in high school. Um, I was already I, I was already first out of uh, college when trap music was coming out, you know, when, when the whole um, GTA prison riot music, and then you got the whole carnival festival. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I like, mean, like in 20, in 20, like 14, 2013, 15, like, yeah. trap almost carried dubstep. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. It almost buried dubstep. That, hell yeah. Like, 
And I was starting out to be a dust uh, producer and, you know, I'm DJ. And it was hard for me to have gigs around South Florida because everybody didn't care about dubstep. They only care about trap, you know, and the people that they bring over are trap producers, you know, like for fuck's sakes, I open up for Yellow Claw as a dubstep okay. producer. I open up for Jellica. Like, who would I find? Jellica was just pure trap at that time. All the way. I mean, it was when all three of the dudes were there, you know? Yeah, I mean, Yellow Claw was, was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I remember in, like, 2015, um, seeing them at Countdown. Like, that was that was awesome to finally see them play. Um, Yellow Claw was... I mean, they still are, obviously, but, like, back then when Trap was... Yeah, when Trap was big, big, yeah, yeah Yellow Claw... killing it. Yellow Claw was one of the... GTA was a uh, Floster Damas again. Oh, Floss, man, like Prison Riot. Yeah, Floss... Um, who the nightmare? Like fucking when Skrillex huge still. Like, well, I mean, nightmare's still big, but huge. when Skrillex introduced Nightmare on Street out in Ultra, that's where everybody's like sucking on his dick. Everyone was just like, "Holy fuck, Nightmare is like what the fuck." I mean, that song was crazy. Um, the sound design on that was that was a really sick song. And he um, and he actually made it using the samples out of uh utensils. That's how he actually did the the street. Wow. He just basically did uh like utensils, sample it, and then he when once he laid out the notes, he just pitched it down and just RPGed it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> that is so unconventional. I love it. Dude, it, it, it I mean I mean, that's that. That's how he blew up, man. Like, he, like doing the most unconventional shit, and you're like, "Oh wow, you know, there you go. You're one of the biggest artists out there in the world." You know? Yeah, I mean, he in terms of like the festival scene, he's 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 huge. Um, he really is like a headliner right now. Yeah. Um, I remember he played. Actually, came uh, to where I went to college in Santa Barbara and like headlined a show for halloween i think it was 2016 i think it was like it was after escape but i was like you know what um i might be tired but i'm still going <laughs> like yeah. i'm still i'm still uh still going funny enough i have to say uh one of the other hilarious halloween shows that we had well not other hilarious but the show was hilarious was uh we had a show where it was too short played first and then chami played after damn yeah, <laughs> it was at the same venue, like same promoter and everything. But yeah, that was, was too short and chummy, and that was uh, that was honestly really cool. Damn, that has that has to be fire just to hear a Chami set right there. I mean, I I really did like Chami. Uh, Chami had a hold on everyone uh, in terms of like house music when he came out. I remember one of my friends from Canada sent me his. Um, I think it was like the EP where he was like with with um, ballers like want to be a baller shot caller yeah like that one I listened to it in the car with another friend we were like parked somewhere later and I'm like yo this guy is gonna be huge like this this guy is gonna be something and well, well that that happened well look um, look where he is yeah. right now you know I mean Chami uh, timeless music I mean like seriously parties in 2015 and 2016 
would not have been the same without Chami. So I I'm think, very grateful. I think I think it's because of Chami, Mala, and what was the other French dude? Um, Chibasan. Is it the same one? DJ Snake. Well, I I wouldn't call DJ Snake a house guy. He yeah. he's like all over the place. Like he, yeah. But I know. I know they used to DJ all four of them together. They were called the the French something, you know. And it was just Mala, Chami, Snake, and there was that fourth person as well who was into house. Chama, Mala, Chami, Snake, and there's the fourth. Who is the fourth? I keep forgetting it. Mercer. There you go, Mercer. I like Mercer. I like Mercer a lot, actually. Um, like turn it up. Yeah. Chami remix and the non-Chami remix, like. I really did like Mercer a lot. Um, I still do like his music a lot. I mean, uh, Mercer is definitely underrated, like in all honesty. But still, uh, absolute. It's like, it's 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 great props. French house producer. It's props to those guys who actually brought back house, at least more in the in the in the Miami scene because the Miami scene yeah. trap was dominating all the way. You know, it's like yeah. there was no way. And then all of a sudden, Chami and Mala, Mercer, they brought House back. And now everybody, now right now, the whole state, the whole state of uh, of Miami is House all the way. Like, fuck base. Yeah. Like, they don't give a shit about I mean, base anymore. I also feel like, um, what you want to call it? So, yeah, that happened. And then Dirty Bird got really popular. Yo, Dirty Bird. You know, my old mentor, he... He fucks with uh, with Justin Martin and Club Von Stroke. Yeah, I mean, I I really did used to like love their music. I used to love Dirty Bird so much. Like, I went to Dirty Bird camp out 2017. Uh, it was probably the one of the best, if not the best, festival camping experience. Um, unfortunately, it's no longer at that same venue. Mm. But man, that was a great time. Like, they it was a great time. That music back then. Um, this was the festival that like. Fisher made his debut at right. like, literally um, and split from cut snake. So that was, that was like, you know, that was a great time in house music. Um, and that was like, that was kind of like when call her right back by Chris Lake, like those songs were coming out then like, that was a great time in house music. I feel like, you know, it kind of did start with like the Chami Mala shit. Yeah. And then it went on to more like Chris Lake and dirty bird music. And then, I mean, now some people would even argue it and say that big room tech house is a thing um, in terms of, well, a few things like side piece. Uh-huh. That's my boy. Um, yeah. Side piece is like, you know, that's te- people would call that like what big room tech house. It's like the tech house with the very strong or very like loud leads. Um, another like example of like what i would kind of call it is it because they're more room. they're much more mainstream yes but like it's like with the horns and the leads like uh-huh. that are loud like that's what i guess you can call big room tech house um another example of like person who makes like certain i guess big room tech house style would be like dj susan um like from hood politics but yeah i feel like electronic music goes in waves obviously house and techno um a lot of people in the u.s don't even know what techno is i mean a lot of people (laughs) will call regular house music tech house and then they'll call actual tech house techno 
but like jesus you know i mean because there's like the american style of tech house yeah which is you know kind of like what people would consider like john summit um the dirty bird music etc but like you know actual tech house would be like more like nicole mudauber um some some music of green velvet um capriati dub fire etc and then you know like actual techno is like boom 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 not boom boom you know it, it's it's like no yeah th- there's that it, difference. It, it's there's definitely that difference um but i mean you know you hear tech like when you hear techno you know what is like you know you you know techno when you yeah hear it. I know. but it's a it's a it's a blur for a lot of people especially like you know a lot of people getting into electronic music they don't know the difference between like uh house and techno is um and I feel like people kind of uh, love to use the word techno now as kind of like a gimmick. Like people used to love to use the word rhythm as a gimmick. If you if you know what I mean. Yeah. They're like, let's just call everything rhythm. Yeah. And people now also just call everything tech house. Techno. I have issues with that, bro. <laughs> I have issues because I always tell people, well, rhythm. Don't call every fin or every artist, every dubset artist making dubset. Don't call it rhythm because it's not. Yeah. Because rhythm is the techno version of dubset. And I mean I, that. I kind of get that. I kind of get what you mean there. Yeah. Like you can tell uh, the difference between listening to a virtual riot rhythm and a murder Hero. or infant rhythm. They're yeah. two different dubset tracks. They're dubsets, I mean, like- but they're two different things. Like, you got the infect people that yeah. fuck with that whole rhythm shit. Like, you don't know when they actually did switch the song because they yeah. fucking looped that whole fucking thing throughout the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And I have issues with that because, again, it all circles back to my whole thing. It's like, I hate when things are monotonous, when they're repetitive, when you don't realize mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wait a minute. It, it, this is already a different song. When did the hell did the switch came? I don't like it. I I appreciate it. I can understand why people kind of like it. But would I be listening to it? No. Nah. Would I go about it? No. Nah. nah, you'll never mm-hmm. catch me dead on any of these shows unless it's me supporting my homies like if a homie really wants me to be there to be a, a supporter and whatnot then yeah I'll make the exception to go there but mind you I will not be happy the entire time <laughs> yeah I, I feel you on that what's going on everyone if you guys made it all the way to the end of the episode and you feel kind of left out like why didn't the episode finish like don't worry, guys. It's okay. The episode was way too big for me to put it in just one episode that I had to divide the episode because there was so many good content and so many good topics and discussions that it cannot be discussed other one episode, but had to divide it so we can always have brand new episodes with brand new topics every Friday. Always remember that. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course the YouTube channel at lonewolfpod.com that's right lonewolfpod.com where you can check all my latest episodes and always remember to comment down below let me hear your thoughts share your experiences if you guys got a certain topic that you want me to cover for the next episode please let me know on the comments down below and i'll do my best to do so so thank you guys for tuning in 
and we'll see you guys in the next one. Deuces.